Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. I think uh, the amount of relief being provided to working Americans and the speed with which it's being done. Uh, As the Secretary of Treasury said yesterday, uh, those checks you mentioned from the IRS, uh, they'll be out, uh, we hope, within three weeks. So that's some immediate cash relief. And then uh, there's a component of this bill that I think is very good for workers. It's the small business loans, which uh, will total up to $350 billion. But they're conditioned on uh, those companies receiving them, keeping their workers on pay. Payroll. So even if there has to be a pause in operations, companies get these loans, but they keep paying their workers. And so we're keeping that connection between employer and employee. Eugene Scalia better hope he's right that more money thrown at this issue, the better. Because it's a $2 trillion stimulus package that passed the Senate 96 to nothing. And when you hear about what happened in it, you'll ask yourself, what's the point? <laughs> What's the point? What have we done? We have to help people. I agree. We have to help people by not only cutting off our nose despite our face, but cutting off our whole face. There comes a moment where you realize that in good times, these people won't stop spending. And in bad times, these people won't stop spending. There is never a moment they won't stop spending. And the truth is, when the push came to the shove, it is very obvious that the Republican Party wasn't willing to punch the Democratic Party in the face. They weren't willing to fight. They weren't willing to say, stop. Chuck Schumer is a liar and a thief. And Nancy Pelosi is a two-bit punk who has a daughter who's a two-bit punk. They weren't willing to say any of those things. When your daughter thinks it's good that a senator lost part of his lung, she's a two-bit punk. That's Christine Pelosi. You know what's in this bill? Everything that's in this bill? How about the provision that says if a business between 500 and 10,000 employees accepts a loan... To get them through, they are, they are not allowed to speak out against unionization. The business has to be silent. So now you've got businesses that take loans because they have to get through. Then you have unions all looking at all the businesses taking loans, and then they immediately go after that business and try and unionize it, while the, un- while the business owner isn't allowed to say anything. So in order to give you the money, we take away your First Amendment rights. This is what Republicans helped to pass, 96 to nothing. How about the realization that the final version of the Senate's coronavirus stimulus package left out dollars that was planned for the Department of Energy to replenish the Strategic Petroleum Reserve? An earlier draft legislation, as reported, $3 billion in appropriations for the uh, SPR Petroleum accounts for necessary expenses related to the acquisition, transportation, and injection of domestic petroleum products. But Democrats got money for salaries and expenses for staffers. You, you want me to cheer this? Sure. Whatever. Great. Aren't we all so lucky? I had put out on Twitter yesterday, I didn't even think this bill was going to be passed. I put out a do not expect, I wrote a letter to Midwest Main Street, do not expect financial relief from the federal government anytime soon. Bernie wants people paid more to be unemployed than if they were working. Nancy wants money for progressive pet causes. We can't rely on them. We're going to have to rely on each other. That last part is still true, more true today than ever. Because within this spending bill, 
is $600 for unemployed people above their unemployment insurance, meaning that in some cases they will make more money on unemployment than they will working. And three, four Republican senators, including Ben Sass of Nebraska, and others said, we, we, can't, we can't have this. And then Bernie Sanders said, if you don't have this, we're not passing the bill. And 96 to nothing. There it is. Well, Tony, we had to help people. Oh, okay. I've heard this before. I've been through all this before. You've been through all this before. Nancy Pelosi wanted $35 million, as we well documented, for the Kennedy Performing Arts Center. That's in Washington, D.C. They wrote a letter, you know, we we hire 3,000 people. We have 1,000-plus guest artists that all have to be paid. Yes, but twenty, but $35 million can pay for a lot of, of uh, N95 uh, respirators, right? Pay for a lot of masks. So they agreed to $25 million, which could have bought 11 million N95 masks. You know what President Trump said? Oh, this is, this is good. No, no, no. They're, they're, they're hurting. They need a lot of help. Oh, oh, the president is going to cut us at the knee on fiscal responsibility and uh, payouts to to the Kennedy Center. Sure. Oh, I love this bill. Oh, it's great. Yes, we are all saved. It has never lost on me that Donald Trump is not a conservative. And that why I, while I align with him on a lot of policies and I see a lot of good that has been done, it is not his instinct to follow a line of thought that follows him through. Remember, the first rule of Trumpism is Trump wins. The second rule of Trumpism is that a deal can always be made as long as it adheres to the first rule of Trumpism. We came up with these two years ago, and they have never been more true. I was right then. We are all right now. The first rule of Trumpism is Trump wins. The second rule of Trumpism is that a deal can always be made as long as it adheres to the first rule of Trumpism. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. And before you even begin with the emails and the tweets and the calls and whatever, oh, Tony, you're, you're hitting on the president. He's doing so much good for our country. Do yourself a favor and have a bourbon. Maybe it's time to start drinking heavily. My argument is that in this spending bill, we have failed in a way that is so remarkably epic as to be laughable. I favor helping people who actually need the help. I don't favor any of this. Now, I've got Phil Kirpin scheduled to be with me from American Commitment. He has done the work of all the insanity that just got through and some of the insanity that thankfully got thrown out. This thing could have been worse. But now, now what you have is the House. Because this thing passed the Senate. The House doesn't take it up until tomorrow. What makes me think they're going to pass it as is? It's just a lack of faith in these people. Why wouldn't she add something to it? Why wouldn't she soon um, uh, push for one more thing and one more deal? How do Republicans... Begin to answer that they've done the right thing here. My two senators, I don't even want to know their names. I, 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 what am I going to say to them? Hey, Senator Todd Young. Hey, Senator Mike Braun. Good to have you here. First question, what the hell were you thinking? All of a sudden, I'm Jay Leno talking to Hugh Grant. Yeah, um, I got to tell you, not pleased. 
with the stimulus, equally not pleased with how people are proactively misrepresenting everything about coronavirus to move their political agenda. You see, with spending, I'm just now used to it. In the good times, they they overspend. In the crisis, they are. See, there were there was the the uh, economic crisis in 2008, and they overspent. And now there is coronavirus, and they overspent. And took away people's First Amendment rights. I don't know why I'm supposed to cheer that. But in, in this case, people misrepresenting. Well, I'm getting used to this because everybody needs to be political at every second of the day. <laughs> 